Hey everybody and welcome into episode 31 of the Nerd Mosh Pit. On this episode we are talking all kinds of great things. Uh, we're just glad to be back. We're talking Westworld, Blockers, Andre the Giant, the Joe Paterno story, uh, bare, uh, bare Knuckle Fighting and Boxing uh, documentary that Kenny saw. Uh, we also get into the Nintendo Switch online services, so I really hope you guys enjoy the show. Uh, it was a ton of fun, and we're really happy to be back. Remember to like, subscribe. Uh, we do appreciate everybody out there who is giving those five-star reviews. We cannot thank you enough. We really do appreciate it. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter, at NerdMoshPit, and if you'd like to join in the conversation, uh, hit us up on Twitter, or you can uh, email us at NerdMoshPit at gmail.com. We hope you really enjoy the show. traditional intro we should do the shady's back back again no no that sounds awful uh -huh. <laughs> but what you just said can totally be our intro yeah that's, why I, just that's why I recorded it so uh <laughs> welcome into episode 32 31 32 i don't know Thir 31 i think i think it's 31 uh i don't know what do you think it is kenny i'm i'm going to guess at 31 yeah, I think it's 31, too. All right, 31, yeah. episode 31 it is, everybody. Welcome into episode 31. Uh, we took a break, man, and most of it was me taking a break. I, I went and escaped reality for a little while and took a vacation. How you guys been doing? I went on vacation. And I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Hey, are we recording? Yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Quite a bit to talk about. I mean, no, been... I was just checking you because it's been a while, man. I didn't want you to do any big whoopsies. Big whoopsies? What did you yeah. do? No, I didn't want you to have a whoopsie and not hit the record button. Oh, I, I did. I, I hit it. I got it. I don't worry, gentlemen. Uh, even though we took like three weeks off, I, I did not forget to hit the record button. So it's all good. Uh, yeah, so I didn't get a whole lot done, honestly. Like, um i played a couple of little games i didn't really play anything serious i i came back to the world and i started playing monster hunter again just because it's like it's the first game i've really liked to play after i beat it because they having some really great content that comes out so kudos to you capcom for keeping monster hunter world awesome so i saw that's, you that's good stuff. i was like he is still playing it yeah, yeah really i, I saw that too it's really good still I'm so they really just keep on adding. They just keep on adding new features and whatnot, new downloadable features. Well, nothing. It all, you know, it all comes preloaded. Once you log online, it's a new system. So it's kind of like it treats it like an MMO, right? Where you don't need to download anything. You're logging into a digital server, basically their server, their digital world, and that is constantly updating. And you're just logging into it every time. And that's what's that's... really cool about it. That's great stuff. I like it. Yeah, it keeps it really easy for them to update it and keep it running and keep it flying. Um, like I said, it's very similar to an MMO. You know, some like stuff like Fortnite, which everybody's playing right now, is very similar. You know, they just had their big um, update as well for season three or whatever the hell that was. Uh, but it's just one of those things. Like it's it's pretty cool. So you all right over there, Kenny? Yeah, sorry, I had to go. I let the dogs <laughs> in, and I, I didn't know if my daughter's plate of food was still out that she didn't want to eat. You so know, speak, speaking of Fortnite, I actually played Fortnite with my nephew um, for the first time a couple weeks ago. That game is exploding. 
I yeah, I'm surprised I how big get it's getting, it. honestly. It's not that great. Like I was just like, this is And you saw okay. what you saw what Cliff Blazinski did, right, Matt? Uh yeah. Um, he's sponsoring another ripoff of it. Yeah. Uh, radical Radical ripoff. Heights. Yeah, Radical yeah. yeah, right. He started a ripoff of his ripoff. Of his ripoff. <laughs> it's impressive. That's <laughs> a good ripoff skills. Hey, you know what, man? I support Cliff E B and it's no ripoff, it's his own thing. No, it's totally a ripoff. But it's it's all a ripoff <laughs> of H one Z one that it is which is actually finally getting its beta release, I think, right? Did I see that somewhere? Mm, or is it finally getting its actual release? Forever. Okay, then it's actually getting its release yeah. finally. So it's actually getting the full game release. So I've just been playing yeah. Far Cry, man. Oh, I need to get back on Far Cry. Because I took a break from that to play Shadow of War. Shadow of War. How's that dude, been, man? But, dude, it's an amazing game. Nice. It's so much better than the first one. There's, like, so much more to do. With the first one, I just feel like once I got into, like, that second level, third level of, like, orcs and Urukai and stuff like that, I was just like, this is going to be the same thing over and over and over again. And I just, I don't know, I, I got really tired of that assassin's creed style gameplay even though i loved the world i was in in mordor like that and i really dug that world that you got to explore and have fun in but i don't know that gameplay just it got old and really repetitive on me and it just didn't well, catch was me that my was attention. the first one yeah shadow, shadow of mordor. yeah this one is better than shadow of mordor nice it's a better system it runs more smoothly better gameplay i i love it good to hear that's awesome to hear actually. check it out yeah we'll do i absolutely will uh, that's exciting for me. Yeah, I'm. I'm a, a, as far as Far Cry goes, I am on my second notch done with face area, and then I'll just have the final, and I'll be done. So, um, yeah, I so far I like face area the most. I know yeah, you guys face are a big awesome. fan. I thought it was. I, I mean, God, the helicopter lady's so awesome. Once they I wish said I... it was like a swamp area, it's the last thing I wanted to go do. So uh, I, have, oh, I, didn't did... even, I didn't even go touch face area yet. Have you been introduced to helicopter chick? No. Dude, she she is the best follower. I'm sorry. She's the best. <laughs> Her and Cheeseburger, yet no one can stop you. I like Cheeseburger <laughs> and uh, uh, hunting bow and arrow lady. Peaches? Oh, what is her name? I forget. I like to have uh, me my female Robin Hood. Yeah, she's yeah. pretty badass. She just curses uh, all like she just is always like cursing and pissed off. So it's kind of like, hey, come on, like let's brighten up our day here a little bit. Come on, we're we're going killing. Let's go. Let's have some fun. And, and then with the helicopter check, everything is a sexual innuendo, so it makes it hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard a little bit of that. I like just unlocked her and did a mission with her and stuff. But uh, so far, I, re I really enjoy. I mean, the trippy sequences I think are kind of cool and entertaining. It's something different. I'm not shooting someone the same way. 1500 fucking times like jacob's area was um so i i so far I've, I've really i just love how big face i i was kind of disappointed in the area to the north that was jacob's right because yeah. it was like there was like four bases and like that was it and that's like my favorite part of that game is doing outposts and prepper stashes and they are all over face area so well that's good news because i yeah i love the prepper stash stuff that it gets they're so all much over fun. 
The prepper stashes and the coal outposts are all over face area. Nice. It has the most in the game. The thing is, when I was up in Jacob's area, I was like, I was just sitting there and using the squirrel suit all the time. Like I was constantly flying off the side of a mountain, oh, and I love squirrel that. suit is awesome, man. I love because it. because there's like there's like no helipads or airports up there or anything, and driving everywhere sucks. Yeah, so driving just, is the worst up there. I actually just unlocked the um, airdrop thing. Oh, I yeah, the airdrop for, is pretty cool. And it's amazing, yeah. It's so helpful. It's pretty nice. Dude, my favorite thing to do in that game is get in a helicopter, shoot stuff up, and then bail out. Yeah, right? <laughs> I like taking awesome. a plane and bailing out. I like to play a bailout in the plane as well. Bail out in the plane, oh, yeah, that too. And just bail out. And well, because like, as, as you're falling down, like you see the plane just all of a sudden arc down into a ball of flames. <laughs> like, just, yeah. yes. <laughs> I love, I love it. it. <laughs> but that's only that's the only game I've really. I mean, I've been playing Hearthstone. I don't know if I even talked about it since it came out. Yeah, how's the new patch? How's the new? Uh, how's the new patch and stuff? Are the uh, the season? It's a new season. It's a new expansion. Well, the expansion. That's the, word I was, yeah. that's the word I was looking for. Expansion. It's a. Uh, it's different. It's um. Uh, there's a. I haven't played it as much as I would like. I got to like level like 16 or something, and then the season reset because it resets every month now. Um, so um, it's different. There's there's those decks that are still freaking unstoppable. The the Q block uh, freaking um, the Q block warlock is an insanely infuriating to play against but you just feel so awesome when you play with it because <laughs> you just you respawn these they call them they're death lords that's what they are yeah and they they when they die they're like a five nine or three nine and it's death rattle is summon three um you god damn it what are they called you summon three um one three of your um god Shit, they're the, the minions um, or something. The, those one three like basic warlock minions with taunt. Okay. You summon three of them when one of these things dies. So wow. So three taunts went on a death rattle. What's and, the cost and, of the? What's the cost of that death? So or whatever? it's it's nine mana, but but the whole point of the deck is you get it out without having to pay the nine mana. And then you have all sorts of tools to make copies of it in your deck. So it's like, it's almost impossible. Like once you get one down and you can do a copy of it, it's really hard for your opponent to beat. You have these things called carnivorous cubes now that were from the last expansion. And when you put it on the board, it's death. It's battle cry is destroy a minion. It's a death rattle is summon two copies of it. Oh my God. So you put the, you get the void Lord on the board. You do that to it. So then the void Lord dies. It summons three, one, three taunts. And then whenever your cube dies, it summons two void Lords, which each summon three, one, three taunts. And then um, on top of that, once you get, um, there's another, you know, I'm, I'm trying to find out which minion it is. There's another minion from the expansion, the Possessed Lackey. It's a death rattle is recruit a demon. So in in this Q block warlock deck, you have two demons. You have your Void Lord, which is the three nine yeah. nine mana, and then you have Doom Guards, who are the strongest demon in the game. Besides that, they're five seven with charge. Oh, yeah. So 
and it's a death rattle that possesses like these death rattles of recruited minion. It's five mana, but you can drop it. There's a one mana spell called Dark Pack that kills a friendly minion and restores eight health to you. Yeah. So you can just like completely just torture the person you're playing against. And <laughs> I feel bad, but it feels good to do it. Well, but it, I, Warlock has always think, been that that class. I felt yeah. like I always hated playing against it, but having like going in and having fun with it was once again a ton of fun. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's the that's the tricky part, I guess. I wish I could follow in on that, but I've never played it, so I'm just like totally lost. I just my <laughs> thing with my thing with the warlock is, and the thing, what's nice about it is it has one of the it has a deck that plays really well with its hero power. I just I've never liked any sort of game where I have to sacrifice health to gain power, right? Like I've never oh, dug come that on, side. Man. I never I have like. like you gotta live on the edge a you little. Gotta live on that edge, yeah, I know. But uh, no, the only character I really liked that with, like that was playing, was Heroes of the Storm Gul'dan. Like that's the only character I like. You know, I thought that was a cool mechanic. Yeah, and, and they that, did and that's, so good that's, with Gul'dan. Yeah, they did. And and most warlocks are that style. I just I've never been a huge fan of it. Like necromancers, warlocks, they're good. They're a lot of fun. But it's never like my first choice of like, oh yeah, I'm gonna you know sacrifice my health to gain some extra attack power or minions and things like that. So, so like, not like, my style. like uh, for instance, right now on my Q block, I am seven and one, and wow. on my so uh, so what you're telling me is on warlock meta is just crushing the world right now. Yeah, but uh, I haven't really played it for like a week except for like right now. So I don't know what the meta's like now, but I mean, unless you nerf cards, this deck is fucking damn near impossible to beat. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I mean, it, it's Hearthstone. I still, it's nice to, I just wish I had time to play it. I just haven't had time lately. You nice. know? Well, to all those Hearthstone players out there listening to the show, let us know uh, what meta's looking like for uh, some of the classes. We'd appreciate it. And uh, just email us where you can always email us at nerdmoshpit on Twitter or at nerdmoshpit at gmail.com. So, so. so a, a funny thing to note with the new expansion, there's a crazy shaman deck that uses something called the Shutterwalk. Shutterwalk. And it's like an eight-mana card, I think. It's a legendary. And when you put it down, it re-triggers all battle cries in the game. So any battle oh. cry that's been given by yeah, it's supposed to be like it's just complete madness when you set it on the board, and some people get really lucky with deck and some don't. I know there's a really good uh, paladin deck right now too, um, uh, but it's mainly and there's like a really wonky warrior deck that works really well too, but um, there's some there's some some decks are just insane right now, but yeah. But isn't that the idea of a great game, Absolutely. though, is to have everything a little OP and a little over the top? And if everything's yeah. a little OP and a little over the top, it's all fair and, you know, it's all fair at that point, so... That's the whole point of Hearthstone. <laughs> Hearthstone isn't supposed to be a game where you know you're going to win every match. You want to play against some wacky deck, and then you'll stop and go, how the hell did they just kill me? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just, like, just like poker. Can't win them all. Yeah. Yeah, whatever, you know. Um, nice. Yeah, well, and you're right about poker. You can't win them all. That's that's like the main part of poker, right? It's patience. Throw away cards until you get what you need. I win them all. You you do? Okay, good move. You win them all every single time? Okay, no, Kenny, I don't. you and I, I are don't. going to Vegas. <laughs> you're going to be my rain man. Nice. Uh, I definitely don't win them all. <laughs> there you go. 
Um, no, and neither do I. Otherwise, I'd be I wouldn't be doing this. I'd be I'd be in like the World Series, you know, World Series of Poker. So, uh, nice. So yeah, I haven't man. Uh, the only so the I, I don't know if you've played this one. It's it was an indie title. It's on the Switch now. When I went to Arizona, me and my my cousins, uh, we we went and played uh, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, and basically you're you're bunnies in space, and the power of love is threatened, and you're all controlling different parts of a spaceship. So you have like gunners, is someone on. Uh, the engines, someone on shields, someone's on the map, uh, someone's on special weapon, and the whole idea is there's only four of you in the ship, and you have four guns, an engine room, you know, you have way too many things for just, you know... It's like multiplayer faster than light. Yeah, absolutely, it's very much so, absolutely. And, it, man, that was, that was like, just so goofy and ridiculous, and, man, when you get to some of those higher levels, it gets a little hectic with everybody running around the ship... Uh, but yeah, that was really, that's really the only indie or computer, you know, any, well, it was on the Switch, wasn't even a PC game. Uh, but that, that, but that was fun. That was kind of my multiplayer life, uh, for most of my vacation, except for, I do have a nerdgasm. So, uh, yes. when I was out there, we went to this awesome arcade, uh, called Starfighter Arcade, uh, in, oh, yeah. in reference to The Last Starfighter, a fantastic film. And what was really cool about it, though, is it's only open on Fridays and Saturdays from nine to min or yeah nine to midnight. So they only do for three hours a night, Friday and Saturday, right? And they had amazing amounts of great games. And what was really cool is it's a little bit more like an industrial, you know, like kind of a business center of that area in Mesa, right? So what's really cool about it, though, is all of the games, the uh, pinball machines, everything that's there are donated by collectors, and they just charge you ten or eleven bucks at the door. You get a stamp on your hand, and it's all free play, unlimited lives, whatever you want it to be, right? And what's really cool is that you know everything there for you is just amazing fun retro games and i mean they have everything from like floor player wave runner you know where everybody's in the the chairs to tekken 2 to uh cubert and um gosh why can't i think of the names of them right now um dragon's lair all the pinball machines you could really think of it was fantastic so much awesome. fun it was a very throwback place they had a projector playing the last starfighter the whole night long which was awesome uh, it, it was just fantastic. I, I thought it was so, I thought that was such a cool idea because normally when you go to like those Barcadia spots or things like that, you're purchasing tokens, you know, and, and they're charging you 25 bucks for a roll of tokens that you got to play with. And I just thought this was a really cool kind of yeah. free all for play. And what was really cool about it, it was, it was all ages. So it wasn't like at a bar area where you couldn't bring in younger kids or anything like that. I mean, there were, there were dads in there with their daughters and sons and kind of playing two player on Contra, on Frogger, on uh, just anything you could think of. It was probably in that place. It was phenomenal. It had so Good much fun in there. And they, I mean, they had stuff like the Terminator 2, like light gun game, you know? I mean, oh, yeah. just those yes. awesome, awesome systems. Area 51 uh, uh, police trainer was in there. I mean, it was just they had a the blast. Again. Uh, so they had, not only did they have the Simpsons, but they also had the X-Men uh, as well as, um, Mortal uh, Kombat. Uh, they did have Mortal Kombat there. They did have, uh, Tekken. 
What's the other one? Um, Yeah, they had a Street Fighter as well. Only one of those. Uh, I can't think of the other one, but um, they had a couple of like the big multiplayer games that were just a ton of fun to be around and play. And man, you know how great it is to actually like beat a game like that when you were a kid. You only got to play for a little while because you had maybe a dollar worth of quarters. Oh yeah. And let me tell you what, man. When you've got like forty lives on the X Men on the X Men game, who cares? You're just smashing the superpowers, bailing through this whole thing. It was a ton of fun. I, me and a couple of my cousins and my sister went, and man, we had an absolute blast there. It was a ton of fun. So shout out to the last or to Starfighter Arcade out in Mesa, man. You guys are killing it with that. Keep that up, please. That was a ton of fun. Dude, that reminds me. I have an arcade place that is like a stone's throw away from where I live. Have not checked it out. But since you were mentioning that, I'm going to definitely have to go to that place. You though. got to, man. I, I, yeah, because it's. It's like awesome from what yeah. I hear. It has like great reviews and stuff, and the people love it. It's always packed on Friday night. I like I said, I've been to a lot of the Barcadia stuff, and you know, it's kind of one of those things you go and you play a couple of rounds of a game or something. And you're just kind of like, eh, whatever. Eh. But you like, you kind of invested a decent amount of money into tokens and things like that. And that was the nice thing about this is, for eleven bucks, I mean, heck, for two hours there, I mean, that was absolutely worth your time, you know. And we went, we stayed yeah. the whole time. I mean, they basically had to kick us out. Uh, I had a blast there, man. Absolutely had a blast. And my sister still has this sticker. She, I got a sticker of that place, and she she stuck it from me. <laughs> so. Yeah, I've got the that uh, that little arcade right by my house. It's it's not as cost efficient as the one you were at, and it doesn't sell booze, unfortunately. But it is right next to an all you can eat sushi joint and a pizza place and a bar. So hey, you know, man, you can always walk out. But you can't lose right there. That's a pretty good move. Yeah, so it's nice. pretty, pretty cool spot. My daughter loves it. So Nice. That's awesome. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, because you guys didn't watch Infinity Wars or anything like that. Um, I, I have to say, overall, I was very pleased with the movie, but uh, I'm not going to get into anything s- too deep since you guys haven't seen it yet. So I saw Blockers. Oh, yeah. Dude, Blockers was a lot of fun. I really I loved that game. That was a really funny movie. Right. Like, I, felt I, had a, I had a great time with it. Me and Heather went and saw it, and originally we were going to go see Infinity War, and then last minute she changed her mind. She said, I really want to see that, and I said, it's still out, and I really enjoyed it. It was a good, like, you know, it's rare we get out without the kids, and it was good to go see, like, a genuinely funny movie. Yes, Like, I, I really did enjoy it. Yeah, good on the, the Point Grey team with, you know, at, with Seth Rogen and uh, his guy, Evan Goldberg and stuff like that, and that whole team that was around that movie. Uh, they did a great job with it, man. I I really really enjoyed that movie. I thought it was a ton of fun. Kenny, that's like you in like thirteen years, twelve years. Then with their kids going to yeah, don't even bring that up, man. Because my daughter ain't going there. <laughs> His daughter's not going to prom. What are you talking about, man? It was funny because there's she's so gonna many be homeschooled. Parts, there was so many parts in it where like the dad is like getting pissed at his daughter, and I'm like. Yeah, that could totally be me. That could totally be me. <laughs> yes, I I just I love the the twist on that movie of the you know, where the mom is criticizing John Cena for his actions and all it just I love the way it played out. I thought that was a ton of fun. And uh, the kinky sex games were hilarious as well. So Yeah, it was weird for sure. <laughs> I wanna <laughs> For some reason, I didn't think that movie was going to be that big of a hit. It was like, really I just, good. I thought when it was going to be okay, but I when didn't think I it was saw the, awesome. When I saw the trailer, I was like, this looks dumb. But for the record, yes, John Cena was great, but Hannibal Burris killed it. Hannibal Burris <laughs> crushed it. Especially because um, 
Ike Barinholtz just hated him so much. Yeah, it was exactly. so good. <laughs> fuck you, Frank. I want to talk to you, Frank. Fuck you, Frank. <laughs> uh, fucking Frank. He's gonna come over here and brag about his fucking business. Oh my god. Guarantee, so, guarantee he's gonna come up and his, talk about his business. His sewing business, whatever it was. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> oh my god. Um, well, nice. I'm gonna have to check it out. I'm glad you like that, Kenny, because that makes you feel good. That I, 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 I've been like on this weird thing where there's actually been some really good comedies that came out, like Game Night with uh, uh, Jason Bateman and have you seen Rachel it? McAdams was really, really funny. I thought that was hilarious. Um, I, I did like that one from the previews. I thought yeah, that one's going to be good. I thought it, that was going to be horrible. Honestly, I thought Game Night was going to be balls, and it turned out to be fantastic. Hardly anything Jason Bateman does is balls, though. Uh, Jason Bateman's super hit or miss for me, man. I'm He's not on my... I know there's a lot of people on the board, on in Ozark, the world right? that are like, Jason Bateman, nothing he does, everything he does is gold, and he's got this weird everybody loves him kind of thing, but he's very hit or miss for me. What'd you say, Nick? I like, I like um, Arrested Development. Yeah, Arrested Development, um, he's fantastic. Ozark. Ozark, he was really oh. good as well. Um, so, I mean, Teen almost Wolf everything two, I've seen him in. You know? Yeah, yeah, that was a long time ago. That was a long True. time ago. Uh, I, was kidding, I mean, he that did that cameo. Movie. He did a kind of a not a cameo appearance, but a small appearance on Dodgeball where he played a yeah, he played a, a commentator. Yes, that was ooh, got him right in the beat, Cotton. Yep, uh, he's like, oh, that's gonna be a bold move, Cotton. There, there's a lot that I like about Jason Bateman, but he's just you know sometimes he he's a dud in my opinion. But um, Game Night was awesome. Cock Blockers. Uh, I thought was really it was going to be in that same kind of boat where I went in with a little bit low expectations and I walked out having a ton of fun. So, oh, that's awesome! And Game Night is Good out on iTunes right now, so if you want to check that out, you can on iTunes. Oh, I will. Or I will. if you want to get it through Amazon, which we'll have it shortly, you can go through mouse-club.com, click on that Amazon link, and then go check out uh, Game Night. Also, Black Panther is out. Like a lot of movies are hitting um, iTunes right now, and one that I'm going to tell you right now that. I don't know if I cannot recommend it, but I don't know if I can recommend it. Is Batman Ninja has also released, and this is one of the animated films from DC. And normally these films are like way amazing and wonderful. And this was a, actually a Japanese team that created Batman Ninja, and it's very Japanese. Is all I'm gonna say with it. Like it's, <laughs> it's so Japanese. Like it is. Oh, it's almost cringeworthy bad Japanese but I don't know if it takes quite that step I, I watched it uh, two nights ago and I'm just at a point right now where I, I don't want to judge it completely yet because I, I feel like I might be too harsh on it but at the same time I'm like ah that might have been really awful and I just I'm trying to like it because it's Batman Japanese Batman it's crazy. It's insane. It's just insanity. And it, it, what's nice is it takes a different turn where it's not, you know, it's not direct comic book canon. Um, it is this Japanese team. It's their story. It's what they're doing with these characters. There's just so much going on all the time, and it's crazy. It's just crazy. Um, so, yeah, go check out our Amazon link through our website, mouse.com. It's pretty Japanese. It, I mean... It's, it's 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 really Japanese. Really Japanese. <laughs> and anybody who knows what I'm talking about will know what I mean. And if you're not, you just think I'm a racist asshole. So whatever. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. There's nothing wrong with being <laughs> Japanese. There is nothing wrong with being <laughs> Japanese. I like Japanese. 
I'm gonna go visit Japan really soon. Hopefully, dude, hopefully I'm gonna take a vacation here. That would be an awesome vacation. If I don't land BlizzCon tickets on Saturday, I'm gonna go for Japan. My cousin went to Japan and he thought it was amazing. We gotta get BlizzCon tickets, Kenny. Yeah, we failed pretty hard and not even trying even for the try. sale. Didn't even. I completely spaced on me, man. I had a big meeting on Wednesday after I got back from vacation, and I was like. I kept saying to myself, I need to wake up early to make sure I can go after BlizzCon tickets. And then I was like, shit, I have to go to this meeting. And I just had no time for it. So Yeah, I've been so, I've been so busy. I have, didn't, even, didn't even cross my mind. Total fail. How early do you have to get tickets for that anyways? Uh, it was 9 a.m. on Wednesday. I can't believe they Saturday, do it Saturday. That's is going to be like Saturday's going to be like 7 p.m. or 5 p.m. or something Pacific time. So it's going to be a little they bit should, more. They should not do a sale for anything on a weekday like that. On a that's Wednesday. So yeah, on a win- yeah, it, it's yeah it's more of a Saturday. Thing. Especially right before work at 9 a.m. on Pacific time. You know, like, ugh. Yeah, like. And you were at the- work. Holy hell. I mean, shit. Yeah, I was at work. I mean, I, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to get them anyways, even if there was something that that you know I, I wouldn't even have a chance yeah so all those goraphobics that don't do anything all day went and got tickets those jerks i saw someone put Assholes. up a line today is the day for the scalpers and it was yeah, like yep pretty much shit. um anyways so other gaming news before we move on real quick uh nintendo switch has they were supposed to be releasing their online nintendo online systems at the start of the year and we just finally got an announcement this week actually i think like monday or tuesday they had the nintendo nintendo direct and they announced their online systems and there there was a lot of people you know honestly there's good and bad and then there's also a big blank spot where you're kind of like uh what what else is there to do here right so um there, there was a few things with it which are, i think are going to be really cool first off the pricing um i'm gonna i'm gonna look it up again just really quickly i, be- I believe i took some screenshots and stuff so it shouldn't be too bad here but the pricing was insanity i so what? you know right right now like what what playstation plus right now was what nine bucks a month nine yeah. bucks a month yeah nine bucks a month right so the nintendo um online system is going to be four bucks okay yeah, four dollars a month right so first off phenomenal price point the other thing they have going on which is really cool is and that's like you know you can buy either a month at a time three months or six months at a time but they also have a family program where you can link up and i'm going to look up the number right now but you can hook up to up to 13 different accounts on this family plan program and it's 55 bucks for the year wow like i think uh and so 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 matt you want to be a family account and we can each pay like 22 dollars a year (laughs) so what i was gonna say is who wants to go in on a family account with me i'm in i'm down (laughs) i mean we could we could all get on that yeah i i just honestly oh yeah nick you too sorry i forgot yeah thanks for leaving me out no i I know i know like i know like our other buddy john ross he he will he'll 100 be down to save somebody on that i mean we could probably get up to five or six people because my cousins are going to be having switch online and i mean we could probably get seven folks really easy to split that up with then do we all share purchases as well so that is one of the things they did not answer 
Because if that is true, then oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god, that would be. Did not confirm or deny anything like that. Um, which is It'll weird, basically right? be like the battle of the cheap asses because we're all going to be like, no, you buy it. No, you buy it. Well, <laughs> what's really what's so here's the here's the cool thing. So actually, gonna be so I said fifty five. It's the family plan will cost thirty five bucks. Wow, and that's just stupid. Like that's just absolutely ridiculous in my opinion. So there has to be some sort of strict linking that happens or to, something. Uh, so here's the thing. It'll cost. Uh, you can start the family group on in May. Um, yeah, no, it's it's like twelve. It's twelve systems on that family plan is what you can get on. There, there has to be some sort of strict limitations. Well, so here's the thing, right? So one of the things that they're finally they're rolling out as well is cloud saves. So that way you don't have to be saving anything into your hard drive now. It can all be through a cloud system with this um, online. So with this purchase, you can then do uh, cloud saves as well. Uh, four bucks a month and per month, or it's eight dollars for three months, and for a whole year it's twenty bucks. So that family plan at thirty-five dollars is stupid. I mean, that's just that's the deal of a lifetime right there. So I think that I think that's something right there where they they want a family to have, you know, one for every kid. You know, they they want you know, dad and the boys to have their own switches. And this is kind of encouraging that, which I think is cool. I, I like that idea. Um, and especially like with this, you know, like Kenny, Nick, you know, a couple other people, you know, we could all get on this plan and the cost to play online with your, with buddies and stuff like that on this online system and to have access to all of these retro games coming from Nintendo and Super Nintendo's and all those things that makes this a really great price point for entry and no one else is doing that. And I, I want to know how PlayStation and Microsoft are going to respond to this, especially if Nintendo does this right and costly has a big, big online system for all these things to be a part of. And for you to go in there and grab a ton of nice retro stuff, new games, new indies, all those types of things. So, so uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it like a Mario Kart you can already play online with people? You can, and in September or it's either September or November, that will that will not be the case anymore because there you will have to subscribe to the online system by that time to continue to play online. Oh, uh, so you won't be grandfathered in? Yeah, so in September. So September is when the service is <sighs> launched. I like whooping people's asses on that. Oh, it's a ton of fun. Yeah, absolutely. When are they going to put Tecmo Bowl? So um, no announcing on that. What they did announce is when with your purchase, uh, there will also be 10 game. Well, there'll be 20 uh, regular Nintendo games that are released, and 10 of them have been announced. So the 10 that were announced are Soccer, Tennis, Donkey Kong, Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers, uh, Balloon Flight, Ice Climber, Dr. Mario, Legend of Zelda, and Super Mario Brothers 3 are the first 10 games that will get released um, on this online games. system. That, that I would expect on release. They have to be. They, they have to they be. They have to be, yeah. yeah. Now, one of the big downsides of this, though, is Nintendo has that really... Uh, right now, they actually have a really good system for online um, with their uh, Club Nintendo stuff. Their uh, Virtual Console is what it's actually called. And what's really cool about the Virtual Console is they have basically all these old-school games from regular Nintendo, Super Nintendo 64. There's even a couple of GameCube titles, if I'm not mistaken. Um, if I am, please email us at NerdMoshPit or send that hate mail over to Jack.Malice. But here's the thing with this is that virtual 
console system that you've been purchasing games with, all that stuff, will not roll over into this new system. So people who've been spending all their money on games on other consoles, sorry, but that will not continue into the Switch. So that, that is definitely a big bummer for the people who've really invested a lot into those virtual console systems. But at the same time, I mean, we're on a whole new platform. We're on a whole new system set up. And that's kind of a bummer. Uh, you know, I, I wish my stuff that I've purchased on my 3DS on my Wii U would have continued into the Switch. And that's going to suck that they don't. Yeah, but I, I can't act like I'm even surprised about that, though. I mean... Yeah, and, and you shouldn't be, but... It doesn't even bother me one bit because I don't have any of the other platforms. I mean, that's how Nintendo makes all its money is it resells old games. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I can't tell you how many it's times I've bought damn Mario RPG uh, from Super Nintendo. Yeah, I think I've bought but, that damn thing like four or five times. So, so it's going to be four bucks a month. Four bucks a month, 35 for the family, or 20 and bucks a year. Pay all those it's games still. As, as much yeah. as you want, whatever. So it's those those are all going to be games released. There's no word on if they're going to come free with the membership at release. If they, oh, actually, right here, online uh, play for Switch. Uh, well, that'll be right now. They've been available for free. Yeah, there, there's nothing right now that they've announced saying that we're going to get those games or if they'll just be available for purchase or what are they going to be. So those are just going to be the first games available to you on that online system. Hmm. Now they're still going to offer you the discounts and maybe like a free game or two a month, like PlayStation or Xbox does. Uh, but there, there's no word on what those games will be right now, and if any of these first announced ones will be a part of that. Dude, I, I cannot wait until they put Tecmo Super Bowl on there. When they put Tecmo Super Bowl on the Switch, I'm going to flip out. <laughs> like I am going to go. So crazy. here is the big <laughs> bombshell of the news, right? So. All of these games, and here's the other reason why Virtual Console was not... I, I honestly think it wasn't carried over. And, and we'll talk a little bit about price points and things like that in, in here in a little bit. But one of the biggest things about this is Nintendo is taking all of these games... And when, like I said, the Virtual Console is not continuing over. is because they're reworking all of them. Because what they're going to do is they're going to add online features like multiplayer and stuff like that with all of these games that are going to get released into this system. So you should be able to play Mario Brothers, which was just the Super Mario Brothers bashing into each other online with a friend. You should be able to play Balloon mm. Flight online with the game and with a friend. Dr. Mario online with a friend. Super Mario Brothers 3 online with a friend. That Weird. sounds awesome. I wonder how that even works. I mean, I'm, they're going to figure out a way, well, I assume, but... All of that game streaming, right? When you're streaming video, like when you're when you were uh, like PlayStation has that uh, what is it called the PS uh, console? What the, where you're streaming the games? You're not actually downloading them to a system. You're just streaming. Yeah, server or whatever. PlayStation Now. PlayStation whatever Now, whatever that is. PS Now, I think is yeah, I think you're right. It's I think it's gonna be that same idea where these games you're gonna be playing it off of a cloud system and it doesn't matter who you're on there with if you both have the game you can log in with friend codes and play together on that stuff. I'm digging it. So I I think that's gonna be I mean, awesome. With some of these games where you're so used to single player, it's gonna be kind of hard to imagine it being two player. Well, here's the thing with that, right? They're giving online. us all these online features, and I think this is the opportunity, and they haven't announced anything yet, and hopefully we will see something at their E3 uh, showcase. But, Kenny, here's your opportunity for some trophies and achievements with Nintendo stuff, dude. So, 
everything's gonna have achievements i don't know that nothing none of that's been achievements none of that's been announced but if they're tweaking all of these and adding online features i don't know why they wouldn't have some sort of ranking system achievement system to show off to the friends when you're playing this stuff it, it would make yeah, a lot of sense I mean, to do that yeah i don't see why you wouldn't do that that's yeah. i wonder if you've already finished the game and then you're on the online system, if it's going to give you the accomplishments that you already finished, or you're going to have to replay the game again in order for it to show the accomplishments. Oh, it'll, it'll reset everything, I'm uh, sure. Yeah. Well, what, but what do you mean by that? Like, what do you mean? Like, if you already finished a game. Like, what right? game? Like, name, give me like, a game. Just, just any game. Like, let's just say I did L.A. Noir. Okay. And I finished that. It probably won't show any of my achievements if they did do that scenario. If it linked up from all that would need is your save file. You think so? Yeah. Because I was thinking that you have to like replay the game in order for it to have the achievements. No. Actually, all you would need is your save file. Gotcha. I mean that's that's how it should. I mean that's it makes sense to me to have that because all you're doing is hitting certain checkpoints to receive those achievements, right? You're you're hitting certain amounts of zeros and ones, and all you have to do is link that up to a save file to get those achievements off of it. So. Right. I just didn't, I'm just trying to figure out how that would work when yeah. the system is enabled. And we'll see. We'll see what Nintendo has. And, and, and here, this is a big opportunity for them. This is the first time they've ever charged for online on anything. I think these price points are super, super reasonable, honestly. And, and my thing, though, is where I think this system is going to really take off is with this online multiplayer systems and having those really great you know supporting cast to us and us paying into that system should really help with that but more than anything is how much are these games going to cost if they're not going to be free what's that number and for you guys i mean you both have switches you're both on there these are all games we've all played and done what would make these what would be a number attractive for you on this to have you know to be able to put that on your system what would be the what would what, what do you hope for and what would be the maximum that you'd pay for on a game like if we're doing the plan for 35 dollars super mario brothers 3 nick super mario brothers 3 it's on it's on there what would you hope its price point would be and what would be the max you'd pay for it five dollars is what it should be max max 15. no way Oof. bullshit no way bullshit that is a 25 year old god oh god that is a 25 year old game it does not need to be 15. I'll, I'll tell you i'll tell you what's going to happen right now if it's 15 if it's 14.99 it will fail <laughs> this, this shit will fail if it's see but here's the thing though here's the sad part it's not gonna fail nintendo fanboys are gonna pay that money i i, I don't see them I paying 15.99 for it i still don't trust i could totally see someone paying i see for oh it. well you know people will somebody will pay for it but that doesn't mean it's gonna be something that's gonna make shit make sense right i i think 5.99 is that maximum number yeah i well i was just going way too high on that but. I just I, I the horrible part is I will never trust Nintendo's pricing because it's always overpriced. So I'm just never. Yeah, that's well, that's usually that's why I came up with the 15. And I'm like, gonna I, give them a little it, bit of credit because they've actually done a great job with the Switch. They've done a lot of giving sales out. They they were just doing a big fifth, they so, were doing a big 50 percent off sale recently. It is so rare. It's on Nintendo titles though. It but here's so the thing: rare. is because they've never charged for an online system. Now that we have that membership that those prices should be dropping with that because it's just like any other system right if you don't have if you're not paying for it constantly if you're not paying a monthly fee you're not going to get the discounts that all those other systems are giving but, now that we're paying that fee we should be getting those price points 
Uh, I'm just thinking that it has to do something with the demand, too. Like, if there's more people wanting it, they can jack up the price, and they know they can. Oh, absolutely. Nintendo knows they can, and they know they can charge you 6 bucks for a 25-, 30-year-old game like Kenny talked about. But I, I think where this is going to be that sweet spot, and you're going to get you got to get people involved, right? Like who's playing this system, right? I, I really think what's go, they're going to go after are some of those smaller purchase systems like that with online with you know with mobile gaming. This system is meant to be taken everywhere, and what's going to be the best way to shut the kid up when you have your Switch in their hand? Hey, I'm going to buy you a three dollar Super Mario Brothers game. Yeah, I I still don't trust it, unfortunately. (laughs) I've got a long history of Nintendo, and I know how they work. Well, what do you think (laughs) the price is going to be, Kenny? I think the price, 15 is a little steep, but I'd say at least $10 easily for anything with Mario in the title. I, I, I I think at the Super Nintendo level, you'll see a lot more of that. I think for the standard Nintendo stuff, I, I think you will we won't really see a lot of games breaking that eight dollars. You can range. buy you can buy the original Mario on the Switch right now, which I did, and it was fucking seven fifty or something. Well, oh again, yeah, I, I don't see it breaking eight dollars. I honestly don't. But uh, on a yeah. Super Nintendo, with the Super Nintendo games, I see that breaking into the thirteen fifteen dollar games pretty easily. Um, with the regular Nintendo, I see a lot of that stuff sitting between three ninety nine and seven ninety nine. You know, which is stupid because off. Super Nintendo is still archaic games. I mean, yeah, I, I get but that. it has a nostalgic factor to it. But the music well, is so good. The music is so great on Super. But Nintendo. that's what that's what they're relying on in all this is just nostalgia. That's what. Oh they're... yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I don't know if. The, if that's what they're going, I think they're trying to, you know, I, and I hate to use the analogy, but I think they're going with the route of the cigarette companies and trying to catch some people while they're young right now. You know, I, people are all over little things, you know, little things like the color of Joy-Cons. That is capturing a huge audience all of a sudden because of a color scheme. And I think that's because like, they're trying to go after a younger gamer with that. Like Kenny, Matt, like if they had Tecmo Bowl on there. And it we was like, get the, it, Nick, we, like we get Tecmo Bowl Super Bowl is what Dick wants to I play. Would, I would pay fifteen bucks for it though. I would. Well, Jesus, Nick, don't say that out loud, Dick, because Nintendo loves listening to this show. They're big fans of Nerd Mosh Pit. We don't need them. <laughs> we don't need them hearing that we will pay fifteen dollars for a Tecmo Bowl game. But the, but the only exception is if I could play online with a friend. That would make it worth it. But if it's not, eight bucks. Fuck, you make a good point there, but. I don't. I don't know. I don't think I'd pay fifteen dollars for it. On even with online features, I don't think I'd pay fifteen for it because one, all that's going to happen is everybody's going to pick the damn Raiders and Bo Jackson my ass to death, and <laughs> you know, no, no, I don't think any other team was even good on that game except for the Raiders. So, I know the Falcons are pretty dirty with Andre Ryzen. Uh yeah, I'll give you that. Um, but yeah, it was just stupid. You just pick the Raiders and give it to the running back. You, yeah, Bo Jackson. Yeah, you just give it to yeah. Bo. Bo knows, man. Bo knows. Uh, so, I mean, honestly, I think it's a good start. I think I think the price points are the best thing for me on this. And to hear that they're reworking some of these other games, these older games have online functionality, make this an exciting announcement for me. I wish we had some more answers like you talked about, Kenny, with... Um, you know, with different types of save points, achievements, I think would have been a really cool thing to announce as well. But maybe that's stuff they're saving for E3, I'm hoping, so... 
Yeah, E3 is next month. Yeah, it's coming up quick, and everybody's announcing their their showcases right now. I, I, Nintendo, uh, Square, did, Square did Enix, see, Bethesda. Everybody's see, announced their E3 stuff so coming. So. Before we before we go talk about Westworld and stuff, did you guys see? Um, so Walmart accidentally leaked Rage Two. Walmart um, leaked Rage Rage Two is coming. Yeah. So. Oh my god. Uh, so no, it was hilarious though. So Walmart accidentally leaked it in their um, like pre-sales, um, which they always do. Almost every E3, Walmart, oh, Amazon Walmart leaks. So, but get this. So when they leaked it, um, they leaked the title. Whatever. Fuck. Where's the article? So it, it all it was was just the title, and it was like some really stupid uh, box uh, box art that just said Rage Two. <laughs> and uh, so Bethesda went and responded to it and it was the best response ever I'm going to send you guys this right now uh, it, they literally did a, a, a Twitter post for it and they said hey Walmart Canada here are a few notes and they like marked up the box and said incorrect key art wrong font it's not all caps sad face <laughs> missing age rating <laughs> <laughs> so they pretty much came out and said, "All right, oh, you know, good you, job." Yeah, it, it was so cool. It was such a cool like Go Bethesda, uh, dude. Yeah, honestly, Rage Rage was one of those games where it had so much potential, and man, was it vanilla in a cup when I wanted a Sunday with all the toppings. It really was. Oh, I mean, it man. Was, I loved it. I loved the game, but it just it didn't have. Um, it was it overhyped for you. Well, no, no, I, I don't even think that. I, I think it was it actually didn't. It probably didn't get a lot of the credit it deserved. It just wasn't long standing. There wasn't enough to do. It was also gotcha. six hours long. I don't even. Yeah, think it was it, far it, it too was short. So short, but the the game itself, the weapon styles, the world you were in, so much good was in that game, and I I'm so happy to hear that a second one's coming out because they they left a lot on the table in my opinion, and I'm I'm actually really looking forward to that. I did not see that that got announced or leaked by Walmart of Canada. And they also leaked um, what were the other big leaks? There was a couple of them. Um, I'll, I'll bring them up as I find them. But they, I mean, Somebody's they were kind of they were they were generic leaks. They were they weren't very uh, uh, surprising leaks. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me though. Um, <laughs> that is a fantastic a post. I love that. Awesome. Good. So good, they good. leaked. Um, crap, was, I think it was a Borderlands game. I think that was a leak. Uh, Borderlands Three. Oh no! Um, shit. Damn, yeah. That's Border, awesome. Borderlands Three just caused for Assassin's Creed sequel Division Two, um, which would be great because the first Division was awesome. And uh, Gears of War Five, they leaked all those online. Wow, <laughs> go! Wow, Walmart, Walmart Canada. Walmart Jeez. sucks anyway, so yeah, it's not like I'm gonna be buying from them. So yeah, I don't buy anything from Walmart. Um, so that's really cool. And I'm actually this E3 man. That just makes me even more excited for this E3 because that just means there's that many more great games gonna get announced, which is awesome in my opinion. Um, there was a new Monster Hunter that did get announced for the Switch, the Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate this summer. Uh, the problem is, is it's the Ultimate game was on the 3DS, and I don't want a 3DS port to the Switch, honestly. I wish Monster Hunter World was coming to the Switch. 
um, not a 3DS. That would port. be nice. So that's a little bit of a bummer in my opinion. And Nintendo Labo hits with a kind of a thud, man. Uh, it's not getting like crushing reviews, but um, they just they're not really doing a whole lot to pull in some audiences. I, the, man, you want to talk about something that has zero mass appeal is cardboard cutouts that well, you gotta construct. I yeah. saw some. I saw some reviews on it, and people were like, hey, it's really cool. It took me an hour to put together, and I played it for 15 minutes, and I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) You want to talk about, like, the ultimate dick tease? Like, that was one of those things. Like, I remember, like, getting in the car after buying a video game when I was a kid and, like, reading the manual, right? Like, reading the manual. But as soon as I got home, I spiked that damn thing and threw in the game, right? Whereas Nintendo Labo, it's like, I got to build this shit. Yeah, oh, right. it only buzzes around my table, or it clicks a couple times when I spin the rod on the fishing pole. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, oh man, come on, that's just crazy. Yeah, um, I was kind of wondering how that would uh, nin- how that would turn out in the long run. Good old Nintendo. Sound very good. Yeah, good old Nintendo, man. They are they not only are they well known for their biggest successes of all time, but man, do they have some interesting flops and thuds i i won't say this is a flop yet because they still have a lot of opportunity to make some really cool stuff but like i said it, a, a thud more than anything where you know we don't know what the hell is going to happen with that system so and it's like if you ever have time to kill just uh get that and build mm. it up and yeah like, I just killed an hour the kids I'm gonna, everybody's more interested in the boxes anyways than the actual game Matt, so. i'm gonna take the pleasure of looking up some bootleg bootleg like labo kits online oh you should get do them for that cheap. you should do that that would be fantastic <laughs> make your own that sounds amazing Why not? um so cool so any other any guys play any other games anything like that we kind of talked about we kind of teased e3 a little bit i wanted to talk about the switch stuff more than anything um i think i'm excited for the switch online i think that's a i think if they could really do a good thing and crush with that so yeah, it just seems like not too long ago you're at e3 and it's already back again it's already I back know, again. Right? well speaking of already back again um, our one year anniversary is coming up really soon as well. So, uh, on the 19th yeah. is Nerd Mosh Pit one year anniversary. So, get ready for that extravaganza that's never coming. Um, the 19th of this month? 19th of May, episode one. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll maybe do something. Maybe, oh, we'll, yeah, maybe there... we'll, we'll get a cupcake or something to share. Yeah, we should. So, we should. So, for the record, there are already bootleg kits from China online. Oh, you knew there nice. were going to be. That's awesome. I'm so oh, happy. Yeah. <laughs> you, so, here's the thing. You know, like, when they release, like, a uh, like a, a, a controller, right? Like, a, a, a less costly controller, and it, the sizes are all jacked up and wonky. Like, what's Game Shark or whatever those Audi controllers are always, you know, for systems? Yeah, Mad Cats. Mad Cats. Mad Cats, yes. <laughs> I want Mad Cats to start releasing Nintendo Labo kits where they're all janky. (laughs) They have like a keyboard with one key sticky and stuff. It's got like that one key that's off size. Um, Oh, yes. Hashtag janky Labo. Yeah, that is fantastic. Uh, Let us know what you hope to see. They're just kits with like that have like, they're like, they're in Chinese or whatever. Oh, there's cardboard arcade cabinets for six dollars out of China. Oh, fantastic! Um, I, I want awesome. a uh, I want someone to create 
a hack or like a mod of the fishing rod, but it's like chainsaw blades, so kids can be running around like screaming, like you know. That would be really cool. That would be a hope of mine for that. So, good luck, Nintendo, on avoiding all the cardboard penises that will soon be used for Nintendo Labo kits. So, yeah, that's true. Go China. Go China. That's going to be awesome. I cannot wait to see some of At that. At the next porn convention, you'll probably see that. <laughs> the robot where you have, like, the cardboard visor? <laughs> yep. That's going to be good. Um, all right. So let's talk. We already talked about Infinity Wars. Uh, some documentaries. I'm sure you guys watched a good couple ones because oh, I yeah. watched two I got... really good ones. I watched two really good ones. I do, I have, one that... I do have one that maybe you guys haven't seen. That I wanted to talk about real quick. Test us. Give us your best Sounds shot. Sounds like a Nick. challenge, Nick. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna challenge y'all here. <laughs> you know, you know, I have no social life, right? So. <laughs> All right. So it was on HBO, and it was called Thirty Two Pills: My Sister's Suicide. Oh, no, but that sounds that. really sad. It sounds. So it, it is sad. <laughs> it, it, it is sad, but. But it kind of just goes into the depths of mental health. And um, the sister, um, she lost, obviously she lost her sister, and she's going into all of her notes and her diaries and everything, just trying to see if she can't figure out a pattern. And in it, she's actually dealing with her own issues because she was a recovering alcoholic. And through going over all of her sister's diaries and stuff, trying to find links as far as why she took her life she succumbs to her alcoholism and relapses but it does have a really kind of a silver lining at the end it's basically like that mental health is something that is very serious in this in this country not just in this country but in the world Absolutely. and it's something that can't be neglected but I know Kenny. Um, but hey, guess who's neglecting it? Our current administration. And yeah. we won't dive into that quite yet. But it's, it's just as far as uh, I like how it's just shining a light on mental health. Yes, it is sad, but it does shine a light on mental health and how it affects the family. Yeah. Um, and how and how there's no pattern really to mental health. It's not something that can be really explained. Mm-hmm. Like if you go into diaries and stuff, you're probably not going to get the answers that you're looking for. It's just something that um, people have, and it's hard, it's difficult, and you're not going to be able to figure it out just by reading over stuff. And it drove this woman crazy, but at the end, she seems to get her stuff together. So it it did have a little bit of a good ending. Well, that's awesome. Actually, I, I think that's a really good story. Um, I actually, now that you you know said it as eloquently as he did, um, you know, I, and I agree with you. I, I think mental health is a thing that needs to be addressed, and it is something that um, you know it is close to all of us. So, you know, uh, I, I lost my brother uh, to addiction. Uh, we've got multiple friends as well that you know are are suffering from a lot of mental illnesses and. Uh, with May being mental health, mental health awareness month, um, you know, it's something where I think if you can find a, a charity near you around you that helps support that cause, I, I really can't recommend it enough to give to those organizations because it is something that is, is, is very big because it's not, it's not something where 
it's easy, you know, and, and a lot of these folks who are suffering from mental illness that are prescribed medications and things like that, as soon as they start feeling better, oh, I'm better, I'm good, I'm going to stop doing those things. And it, it, it creates them, you know, having relapses and having withdrawal symptoms, and it, it makes everything so much worse when those types of things happen. Um, Kenny, I know we, we've talked about a, a really good cause in the past, um, the National... Um, well, NAMI. NAMI, right? Yeah, NAMI. Yep. You want to talk a little bit about that for us real quick. Uh, Nas National Alliance for Mental Illness. You can just type it in on Google and it'll take you straight to the donation page. My my work actually teams up with uh, NAMI and does like a walk every year for like mental health and stuff. So it's good. That is awesome. Yeah, NAMI.org, N-A-M-I.org. Uh, yep. It's a great cause. I, I can't tell you how close that hits for uh, me and so many others out there. And, and it is something where uh, I hope you guys are listening out there are, are supporting that and, you know, are able to support that. And, it, you know, I think that we are uh, very lucky to be able to partake in so many of these wonderful things that we like to partake in with movies and video games and documentaries and, and all these things. And, you know, a, a couple, a couple bucks you might have laying around that are extra, um, you know, it could go to a really great cause with NAMI. So yeah. I'd recommend that and I'll, I'll hop up some bucks for that. So I love it. Other than that, um, Andre Nothing the Giant, else. man. Andre the Giant. Andre the wait, Giant was wait, fantastic can, on HBO. Can we chat? Oh, wait. Sorry. Go ahead. Wait. Sorry. What? Let, Don't are, listen to me. Are you losing it, Kenny? What's happening, buddy? Maybe. What's, what's happening? <laughs> well, no. I was, if we're done with Netflix, because I had Netflix shows to chat about. Yeah, we let's got talk about Andre. Yeah, let's talk about Andre real fast. Let's um, talk about Andre. We'll get to you like eventually, Kenny. This show I know. Is I didn't mean like that. You, I know, right? That's mean. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Andre the Giant was phenomenal. Uh, for two reasons. One, I knew Andre the Giant was like this huge, amazing wrestler um, that was very famous wrestler. And it was really cool to kind of get the intake of how difficult his life was. You know, a, a man as tall as and as big as he was kind of fitting into an everyday, normal, human-sized world. And secondly, I did not realize how big he actually was as far as like in the whole earth internationally known how big he was yeah yeah i was either. surprised that nobody really like actually knew his height like the, the, there's several different people i was like i think he was seven foot and then it'll be like ah, oh, maybe like six ten no seven foot seven two dude no, I, I i told nobody had his... yeah yeah I didn't but know like, he was anything huge. about him. Like I just knew he was a big guy, but like I, knew he I didn't was in know Princess, he was that big. I knew he was in Princess Bride, and I knew that I he was in Princess Hulk Bride. Hogan. Like that's all I knew about Andre the Giant. For the honestly, the but part. I, the funniest part of that documentary, just going to the funniest part, was him and Macho Man Randy Savage. How much he baby hated, oil. How much he hated Rod, Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, and that especially the baby oil. Yeah, He'd be like no baby oil, no baby oil. Yeah, it was, I, I, man, it was such a, HBO, like, when they do a documentary. They knock it out of the park. They do it right. And, I mean, that it was just, it was just done so well. And it's so unfortunate, you know, but it was so cool to see, you know, even, you know, these big tough guys who were wrestlers, like, just fucking break down, you know? Yeah, he, even he, to he see, was like, very Vince, sensitive. Well, even, even yeah. to see, like, Vince McMahon say, like, I just don't talk about it. And you can tell he's, like, he's a mess. You oh, know? yeah. And it was like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Well, see Vince McMahon uh, almost break down on camera. 
Well, and yeah. here's the thing: like Vince McMahon is like a historically, notoriously dick to almost everybody. Absolutely, he's a well-known kind of megalomaniac kind of a character and a guy in general. And to watch him not be able to speak on camera because he knows a squeak or tears will follow the words he was trying to say about Andre the Giant lets you know just how great of a human being Andre the Giant was. Yeah, I there was so much I learned from that. Like just the like you wouldn't think that a big bad wrestling guy like himself that was the most famous wrestler on the planet would if he got like some jeers and some snickers at the airport that he would actually break down and cry about it yeah well and like, that surprised me the thing that really surprised me was how vince turned him into a villain to make money off of him and how yeah. bad it broke andre's heart to be a villain and to not be the most loved human being in the room how hated he was because it's already hard enough to kind of be in plain sight you're already no matter where you go you can never hide and then not to only that you can't hide anywhere but then to be hated by people and to right. be disgusted by people be disgusted by you because you're the heel had to make that such a yeah so yeah. much harder it had to be so much harder on the guy so, and it's so, crazy so it's funny that actually like a couple weeks ago one of my one of my favorite bands that band every time i die one of their guitarists is an amateur wrestler like on the side when they're not touring and he wrestled in pomona i think and my friend aaron went and he sent me videos of it and he goes dude you have to come next time this is a bar and the, like a legion hall basically that they opened up for this and it was all a bunch of dudes just drinking pbr and watching amateur wrestling and it looked like the funnest freaking thing ever I was like, man, I got to do that one day. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound pretty epic. You know, and here's the thing. We're going to give a, a plug to another one of our uh, our, our website's uh, family of podcasts. Uh, Malicecast Smack Talk is our wrestling podcast. And, you know, it's, it's crazy to think how some of the best athletes in the world right now are not on a football field or a basketball court, but they're in a wrestling ring right now. And how just – you really, it is something to behold that what these guys are able to do inside that ring sometimes. Yeah, the acrobatics. It's, it's yeah. pretty amazing. So it, it doesn't oh, surprise yeah. me that hanging out at a Legion Hall with dudes going all out to draw a crowd and to give some people some entertainment was epic. So that, that that's pretty awesome to hear that. So that's good for them. Um, yeah, so the only other thing, the other one that I watched on HBO, though, was uh, the Joe Paterno story. And... Oh, yeah. You know, it was all – this was taking place around Joe Paterno, played by Al Pacino. In the Jerry Sandusky case. Well, it, you know, it was a little bit – most of it was around the Jerry Sandusky case. And there's been a lot of people talking about how, you know, this is such a bad documentary because it makes Joe Paterno look like a, a jerk and an asshole and all this stuff. And I don't I, – I won't say that it made him look like a – Oh, terrible human being or anything like that or even like a good guy what it made him look like was a dude obsessed with football that didn't give a shit about what was going on around him and because he didn't give enough of a shit about anything besides the football that was being played there were a lot a, a hundreds of lives ruined by a man that was underneath his watch and more than anything yes. how just 
neglective neglecting he was towards that whole situation oh, he was totally negligent about it it was it was awful and it's not that joe pa was a bad dude he just didn't give a shit about anything besides penn state football and you watch it in that movie and i think that's what the the documentary the movie kind of thing catches it's not a documentary it's a movie it's a you know it's an hbo film what it does it catches so well is just how much he was obsessed with one thing that everything else went right. to the wayside. And he had to come to the realization that, oh, fuck. Like, I, how much of my life was around this and how much of it... He, I don't think he... It wasn't a waste. I'm not going to say it was a waste for him or he, he even thought it was a waste. But when he finally got snapped back into reality, how much hurt and terrible things are going on around because of his negligence. Like, all this stuff is going around and his kids keep on asking him, like, Dad... We get, you got to do something about this. Why aren't you thinking about this? He's like, I got, I got a plan for Nebraska. Yeah, I got a plan it's for. Like, I got, I got Cal State, or you know what? Nebraska I got Nebraska cover. coming yeah, up. It's I, fucking ridiculous. And I really do have a feeling that there's some prudence to this story. And I mean, there is a reason why they tore Joe Paterno's statue down at Penn State. I mean, the guy was negligent. I mean, I I'm, I'm not saying that he's a huge, huge piece of shit like Jerry Sandusky. But he was totally negligent in the fact that he knew about this and didn't go to the police. He went to his superiors at Penn State, but didn't go to the police. Who, who does that? Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. like, And not even for him to sit there and go, well, I don't know what was going on. They just said it was with he was with a kid and we told him not to do it anymore. Like who the what the fuck? Like, are you kidding me right now? Like, it's like who does that? Like, how is that an even thought in your head that there's not something really wrong with that situation? That there's not something horribly wrong with the situations that were brought to your attention over and over and over and over and over again. Again, and he did nothing. And what well, the biggest surprise and the reason probably why I liked this so much and what was so captivating about it was just how long it had been going on. And nobody at that place gave a shit because neither did Joe Pa. Oh, because Paterno didn't uh, care, so why should anybody at else Penn care? Penn State, it's all about football. It, it it blew my mind. It really did. I couldn't believe it, man. I, I and was the students blown still away. After they were fired, the students, like, I mean, and they even showed it in the movie to where the students rallied behind him. And it's like, do you not read? Yeah. It's like, you're right there. You don't listen to the news or read the whole story. I yep. mean, you're just going to be blind to all the facts. Yeah, and, and good on HBO for, for not telling, like, a, a puff piece or, you know, all praise Joe Paterno a piece or anything like that and trying to, you know, I, this definitely is nowhere near a redemption story, and I'm so glad they didn't try to do some bullshit like that. They they told a story that, you know, I, don't, I think got brushed under by so many people because no one wanted to believe it to be true and i love Nobody wanted I, to I love it. that they did this film and I, I think they did a great job with it too so you know what was kind of crazy about that film was how how much al pacino looked like joe pa and his <laughs> they gave him that and here's the thing I, you know if you guys have ever listened to our old show you know i have a weird thing about prosthetic noses and this one looked great on Al Pacino. I'm not going to lie. They did a great <laughs> job with it. So they, they did an awesome just job. just like Joe Pa. The nose the voice, looper. The, the voice. I mean, the voice was still classic Al Pacino. But it was, yeah, just yeah. looking at him. Yeah. 
Joe Paw. You saw a lot of Joe Paw for sure. You absolutely did. And um, with all that being said, you know, um, Jerry Sandusky, I hope you're being raped to death in prison. So. Yeah. I second that. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Fuck him. Um, cool. Kenny, Netflix, dude. What you got, bro? Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I could talk forever because I have way too many. But so, real <laughs> quick, real quick. Um, Give us some Nick, highlights. Nick, I think you would really dig this documentary. It is, it's a docu- it on me. It's a docuseries. It's Oliver Stone's History of the United States of America. Oh, ah. what? I it's mean, 10 episodes. It's 10 episodes, and it's a history of the U.S. from World War One and on, and it focuses nice. a lot militarily and basically how we all think that we are just some glorious nation in all the world wars, but when you look at, like, the facts behind it, like, we were, like, pretty much, like, World War Two was kind of won by, like, the Soviets in a way. Like, it's a really interesting... <laughs> yeah, see, it's a really interesting take on things because the American public's used to thinking that, like, you know, we were just some glorious saviors and, like, really, like, who really suffered in World War Two was, you know, Germany and Soviets, you know, basically, but... Uh, regardless of that it's a really interesting and it goes all the way up to like the obama era it's really interesting just about what that is awesome kind that of awesome. the u.s imperialism it's kind of it doesn't really take full-on sides it kind of tries to stay just like say hey this is what it is you know take it for what it is but it's really now, good. oliver stone has done something like this before i could have sworn he's already done an american history docuseries it, it could have been a book that and this is the series for i'm not sure uh, but it was really well. I really recommend it. And each of them's like an hour long, so it's a lot of like just really interesting history stuff. You know, I didn't know, or maybe I did learn at one point, but just forgot about. I don't know. But like, and it's it's history of the U.S. Is that's what it's called? You should be able to type in Oliver Stone's history, and you'll find it right there. Okay. Um, and I mean, like for instance, we dropped more bombs in Vietnam than all of World War II, every country ever combined. You know, just a really interesting take on things. Um, number another one. Oh, I did watch Mavericks. Matt, um, what's yeah. his name? Is the coolest guy ever. Yeah, dude, I told you, man. Uh, yeah, that guy's, yes, that guy's awesome. Playing snooker. Yeah, um, and I watched uh, Mavericks on another thing too. I can't remember. I watched another one of the Mavericks ones too. Um, I watched Bare Knuckle Fight Club, Alex which is. Bare yeah. What'd you say? Bare Knuckle What Club? Bare Knuckle Fight Club is a three show series on the bare knuckle fight scene in in the in fucking England. And it's 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 pretty interesting. Sounds watching, phenomenal. Like, yeah, these like yeah. former football hooligans who are going out on Saturday nights and beating the crap out of each other bare knuckle. That is awesome. Rings. It was really interesting. Um, Wanna talk I, about needing to feel alive. I know, right? And then they release, yeah, one guy's like, yeah, I used to drink a lot and smoke a lot, and now I just like to have someone punch me in the fucking face on Saturday night. And I was like, oh, talk about a knuckle God. sandwich. Jesus. Yeah, right? Um, and then I watched, they did release the second series of Dope, the Netflix one, oh, but it's only nice. four episodes, so that was kind of a bummer. It was pretty short. And I'm almost done with a docuseries that has been out for a while and I haven't looked at, and it's called Vegas Baby. Um, and it's actually about um, a fertility clinic in Vegas. 
it was super interesting, and I, I'm not shy to talk about it. Our me and my wife's first pregnancy, we used fertility treatment, you know, and we had you know multiple attempts and stuff like that. And it was it was a really if if you happen to be a parent or or you just want to watch something a little different, it's a really good uh, documentary on a fertility center in Vegas and how they do kind of a lottery contest to basically give out a free fertility treatment every year and a fertility treatment would cost about $20,000 usually. So it was really interesting and um, it was kind of cool for me to watch and there was probably more things I watched, but I, I, I couldn't tell you what they were right now. Those are just the ones that came to the top of your head. I like that. Cool, man. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Um, nice. So let's, uh, let's get into some meat and potatoes, man. Uh, unless anybody has any other Netflix stuff, Nick, you got anything else? Uh, the only thing before we get into what we're going to get into is Matt, thank you for the recommendation. I don't know why I didn't uh, start watching this sooner because I've always known about it, but Silicon Valley, <laughs> I'm on, I'm on season three and I can't get enough. Oh man, you got to catch up because this season, this season is, it's been a little different. It hasn't quite, uh, you know, been as captivating as some of the others, but it's still been really good. Um, and it's just... It's such a different type of show, and I really enjoy the hell out of it. And <laughs> so to, do I. It's Mike Judge, man. I mean, come on. It's, yeah. The guy's a gr- he's a genius. I love him. Beavis and Butthead, King of the Hill. King of the Hill, man. That's all you. That's what you really need to know right there. But uh, And Office Space. I mean, come on. Mike Judge, Office oh, yeah, Space. Office let's, Space. Yeah, let's be real. Um, he, he's a beast, Mike Judge. So Aviato. <laughs> Aviato. Uh, Aviato. And your on young is you know lives again, dude. Oh yeah, what is that guy's name? <laughs> Whatever his name is. Yeah, on young. Um, Westworld, gentlemen, have you been Westworld. watching it? So you so wait 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 wait. You want to do a spoiler alert right now, right? Oh Just yeah yeah. Case. Let's do, so let's do this real fast. So spoiler alert: we are going to talk about some Westworld stuff. If you haven't watched the first set, <clears throat> season, you're missing out on a great show. Uh, season two has started. We're three episodes in now. Uh, we are going to go spoilers. So uh, before we get into that, real fast, uh, everybody, give a quick shout out to where they can follow you, Nick. That's well, um, for Kenny. Oh, sorry, that's that's Kenny. <laughs> uh, Raider zero three fourteen, and that is on uh, Twitter, and you can also on PlayStation Network. Cool, Kenny Sol Barefoot on PlayStation Network. Yep. Uh, the Big Papa Matt on Twitter. Also follow us at Nerd Mosh Pit. Email us if you want to join in any of the conversations at nerdmoshpit at gmail.com. Westworld will begin in three, two, one. Later, everybody. Have a great one and begin Westworld talk. Oh, jeez. So, so, Kenny. Uh, so, we're not talking episode three, Matt, since you haven't seen it. Well, right? so here's the thing, right? I'm, I'm going to be okay with it, talking about episode three because here's the, been the thing with season two. And I feel like maybe I should have gone back and watched like maybe the last three episodes of season one just to kind of like catch up. I should have done that was, yeah. because the season start was like, this is all happened on last season, and I was like, oh shit, so much happened last season. I completely yeah. forgot about so much of this. Like so, I was like, when was Bernard holding a machine gun? So oh, here's, so here is a good part. I do listen to 
Matt, I don't think you listen to Angry Chicken or any of that anymore. I but haven't they, in a long time, yeah. They do. Uh, that guy does a separate podcast called Embrace the Spoilers, and they have one called Embrace the Spoilers Westworld. Nice. And they only talk about Westworld every week. So I haven't listened to each of those episodes, okay. and it's a really good recap. So I feel like I'm fairly understanding what's going on. Well, shout out to Spoilers or Embrace the Spoilers Westworld. I'm totally going to check that out. I think everybody else Yeah, I'm going to have to that's, check it out as that well. That sounds awesome. It, it, it's a really good recap to hear two people talk. And I mean, that's they, by the Rooster Teeth or Angry. Who is that by? It's the Angry Chicken. Angry Chicken. Group, so, it. okay. uh, uh, it's uh, it's uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, Whatever I their names are. They're not a part yeah. of the Mosh Pit, but I know they're big fans of the show. Thanks for tuning in, Angry Chicken guys. We appreciate it. So you. let's just do a. I'll just do a quick uh, uh, spoiler synopsis as far as uh, just a very narrow down what happened at the end of last season onto this season and Kenny you'll take it after I get done with the last season of, or last hey, show of episode Nick, one. I'm going to kick back man throw my feet up here I so, like so basically yeah. at the at the end of season one uh, you got you got Anthony Hopkins uh, Dr. Ford uh, Dr. Ford is um, at the um, that banquet and he pretty much knows that they're trying to like this corporation is trying to move him out and he doesn't like that. He doesn't like that they're taking his his innovations, his creativeness, and they're trying to ditch him and take his creativeness and do something else with it. So he wants to basically release all hell with um, Wyatt and downloading Wyatt to Dolores. Um, so he, he's been so coy through season one dr ford to where he doesn't reveal a whole lot of info but you know that his end game was that he wasn't going to go down without a fight so now these violent delights have violent ends man yeah so now the he's downloaded this wyatt into dolores and now it's gone it's his final Crazy. narrative. Yeah, it was his final narrative. And he alluded it's, to it throughout the whole show that he's got this big final narrative that he's programming. Right. So Kenny, that was the end of and Robert Robert Ford, Dr. Robert Ford, played by Anthony Hawkins, he's killed by Dolores at the end, which I think he totally knew was gonna happen. And so is Bernard. It, Bernard, I think, is actually we'll get into that later. I think he's actually a Arnold. But Yeah, it's Bernard Arnold. It's Bernard. Yeah, Bernard. Bernard. <laughs> Bernard. <Arnold. laughs> but that was the end of season one, pretty much in a nutshell. That's how how it ended. Kenny, take it away with season two. God, I'm I'm trying to put together. Well, we can say that season two, episode two, is pretty much only flashbacks. That's the whole reason for that episode. So it was flashbacks to Bernard or Bernard. It was Bernard. Um, and uh, Dolores and their interactions and how much she came into the... So season two, or episode two of season two was basically like, this is how the company... It was really a history lesson on how the company was founded, you know, who, who, what. And I think the toughest part to remember about Westworld is all the different timelines. You have like yes. four different timelines going on in season two right now. You've got the timeline... Of I don't know if they'll flash back to it, but you got the timeline right after the massacre at the at the little town. You've got mm -hmm. the timeline after after that with Bernard getting picked up off the beach, 
and they right. got the timeline of Dolores going before the massacre. No, that's after Dolores and Maeve exploring right after the massacre, and then oh yeah, and then you've got the timeline of um, well, then you have uh, William, and then, and then you have William, yeah, you have William, but then you have his older self as you know once again spoilers as the man in black's timeline yeah yeah and that's the one that kind of i wish that they would pick a a, a time to be in now i think what was really cool about season one is they had that big reveal that william was the man in black and that we you know we were kind of in different times now you know these stories were taking in different parts and, and different times and now that they've revealed that, I, I kind of wish that we weren't going to travel back and forth between William and himself in the future as the Man in Black is Ed Harris. I, I want us to – I wish we would stick somewhere and, and figure that out. I, I, because it gets kind of confusing with season two because not it's, that it's reverting even, back and forth with so many different timelines. Not that it's even so much, so much confusing. Like as, right now, William's timeline is before – you know, it looks like he – went into Westworld with his buddy, um, you know, it just, it's so all, it's a little all over the place and you're kind of, you're constantly kind of trying to guess, all right, so right, which William right. is this? Does he already know Dolores? Has he already seen her before? Is this the first time he's seeing her? Like, where are we at with all this, right? Yeah. So it kind of jumps. It does it from the very well, beginning of him getting there. And then the after, it's all yeah, over. It's all over it's the all place. Over. So, I mean, so the season two, episode one starts out and Bernard wakes up on the beach. Yes, and with, and, uh, with the horrible Hemsworth brother, I'd like to call him. Yeah, and they pick him up from the beach. And <laughs> the horrible Hemsworth brother. He's just, he's just lost as all hell. And basically the, the, the true runners of the Devos Corporation are telling him, like, get the fuck up, let's go. Um, and then the, kind of one of the biggest revelations, I think that was in episode one, is when he's finally realizing, like, holy shit, I am a robot. Yeah, and, he's a host. Or, yeah. Well, he's whatever host. these robots are called, we've always called them hosts, but he's obviously something was, different than a host in this. He was thing. uploaded with Arnold's memories. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, God, man, it's so hard to talk about this without talking, like, you got to backtrack a little bit, you know. You got to kind of pull back, and, yep. yeah. It's hard to jump ahead when you got to go back and tell, like, context it. <laughs> yeah, so um, you know, so he's with the group, and he's just kind of like just completely lost. Like he's not really talking much. Um, <sighs> well, not only is he not talking well, I mean, much, there, but there's, he's there's still some... trying to escape. It, you know, so he's I, still trying to get I the think... hell out of there. Yeah, uh, that's in episode two, but in, se in episode one is when they first pick him up and they're saying, we got to go clean up the park. So that's that other timeline of after uh, whatever happened at that lake, which is obviously yeah. something that took out a bunch of the With hosts. With all the hosts, yeah. So there's, there's like five or six timelines. It's crazy. So what, yeah, there is. There, there so are like four or five timelines. When Bernard wakes up on the beach, that's actually after what Maeve and Dolores are doing right now. That's like a yeah. flash forward. With Teddy, uh, because, with Teddy and Dolores yeah. in them? Yeah. yeah Teddy, about, Dolores, and Maeve hasn't met up with them yet. Maeve, Maeve is like doing her own thing. Maeve is homegirl oh, with like the thorns on her head and shit, right? No, Maeve's the... the Maeve is Thandie Newton. Thandie Newton, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 
Hector, the awesome cowboy. For sure. Because uh, last last time we saw Maeve, Maeve is still with the that yeah, cowboy she's with Hector, dude. like Kenny said, yeah. She's with Hector. Yeah. And, and Dolores is with Teddy. Yes. Yes. So um but so I think just some key things from episode one um is when Bernard finally realizes that um uh that they're they're selling what happened at Westworld secretly that he didn't know about. So he goes into that little um, vault thing with what's her name, the other lady, yep. and he goes, you know, you're you're capturing the memories, and she's like, you know, just shut up, just don't even worry about that right now. We're doing this, and that that speaks volumes to episode two when William finally does the pitch to his dad, who has the money. That, hey, you know, we're missing a lot of potential here. What we're missing is we're not capturing all this data. There's this data going out there, and we can capture all this and use it. Um, basically, it's blackmail. Um, right, blackmailing. Um, so I I really, I mean, oh, man. That was a cool part right there. Matt, there's one part in episode three that I think is my favorite part of the series so far. Can I just, can I just mention it? Say it, man. I told you. I, I do so, not care. The guy, uh, Nick, I need answers. The 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 vigilant, uh, the 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 guy who drinks the milk, the cowboy who drinks the milk. Yes. What is his name? Uh, the cowboy who drinks the milk. Who cares yeah. what his name is? We all know who you're talking about. Well, well, what it, what... you would know the actor. He's from The Walking Dead. Yeah, the Rebus or whatever his name is, right? Yeah, yeah. So in, in in episode three, there's a scene where he's got a bunch of humans hostage. And he's like, you guys ain't going anywhere. Man, I can't wait to take this young lady with me. You guys can go somewhere else while we do that and all this stuff, right? So then uh, Bernard finds a way to get him to the side, knocks him out, and reprograms him. And makes yep. him the most holy gunslinger perfect person ever really bernardo and he shows up and like shoots all like the rebels around him and he's like like, six of them within five seconds he's like yep i'm here to save you guys i would never let someone hurt a damsel in distress the only (laughs) way is being being as uh being as gentle as a rose with her right after right after he was threatening to rape her like yeah minutes before he lets him go and one of the ladies is running up the hill, and he goes, "Oh my God, damsel, you can't run by yourself. I'm gonna escort you," and like starts chasing her into the mountains. It <laughs> <laughs> was like my favorite part of Westworld so far, is because it was like totally like a like he like turned up his charisma basically and went, "All right, yeah. you can be a nice person now." Yeah. So well, obviously, well, what's cool like episode two, like they obviously cranked up um, uh, Dolores and teddy uh when they go and talk to the bandit dudes the guys that killed their you know sergeant or lieutenant yeah that that major guy yeah and they just like they they light that whole table up of them you know the mm-hmm. last supper of all those dudes they yep. just light those dudes. like i was like damn that's the shit I just remember they're called the Confederados. And your boy Gus, he went he went out and with Ed Harris. I mean, yeah, that was so cool. Yeah. They all just shot themselves. Bah, 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 bah. 
Yeah, I mean, I just I'm 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 so happy with season two so far. I was I was really expecting a lack of mystery and just kind of like here it is, and it's totally not that. And I think that's and I knew it yeah. would be like that. And I think I need to have more of these kind of conversations because I, I I don't know anybody right now that's really watching this show uh, out here. Um, I'm sure I do. I just haven't talked to them about it because I need these recaps because I feel I I watch it and I watch the next episode and I'm like, oh my god, that all happened last episode. Like this is this is the one show where I feel like the recap of last episode has been so useful to me. Like normally I'm like fast forward this shit. I already know what's going on. This one oh, I'm it's like so useful. I'm like thank you <laughs> like, Jesus how, for recapping. How cool is it? The little parts where the man in black is meeting people and it's Arnold. Or uh, it's Ford. It's he's Ford. meeting people, and it's like I mean, when he meets like the child version of himself. And like, oh, it's Ford. It's like the he's child starting. Of Ford. He's, he's starting to to interact with all this programming that Ford put in. And yeah, when, the game that the game that Ford built just for. And him. when and when he met, meets Gus, who isn't dead, by the way. Um, <laughs> not in Westworld. He's not. <laughs> Never. Uh, but when he meets him and when he says, no, this game was meant for you to play by yourself, and they all shoot themselves, I was like, yes. oh, that is so yeah. dope. That is so dope. And so I just. The guy that. So in episode two, there's the guy that, like, drops out of the helicopter all in black, and he's talking to William. Is that supposed to be Ford? Who is that guy? I don't think so. The only part the dude, where he has like an shows... English accent. He has, and he like meets him at his house and shit like that with Dolores. Oh, are you talking about the hotel with Dolores? That is a younger Robert Ford. Okay, so that's supposed to be Robert Ford, right? Okay, yeah, it's supposed I, to be a younger Robert Ford. I figured that's who it was supposed to be with the shitty accent, but I was like, why can't they couldn't just give Anthony Hopkins some better makeup and make him look a little younger? Like, or they could just use his voice. And use the guy's little what? Nah, whatever. It's all yeah. Good. But anyways, it's... what I wanted to talk about, guys, was the end of season, not season, end of episode two, where William takes Dolores out there to see something that's really important, but I can't figure out what exactly it is because he refers to it. Dolores refers to it as a weapon. Yeah. It looks more of like a ground mover. It looks like something that like creates the world, not something that destroys it. That's what I think he's I think he was out there creating that maze that his future self, the man in black, is looking for right now. And like the keys to that maze. I think he showed Dolores the, the makings of that maze as his younger self there is what I'm thinking is going on. But I haven't seen episode three, so I don't know if episode three reveals more of that. Um, but that's what I'm thinking, really. I'm thinking that that's what it was because when she goes out there with Teddy, she's like, this is it, you know, this is where we're at. This is where we need to be. Right. And I think she knows right. where been that here maze is with younger, uh, William. But William doesn't even know where the maze is or anything. About he it. knows like, where cause... it is, but he's looking for scalps and things like that. I think. I think he's looking for keys in that for that maze, or maybe he doesn't. Maybe the the park has changed so much over the years where he has to find the entrance like, again. I think Ford has made it to where this game that he's playing to where, I mean, he's got bored with everything else to where. Well, and that could be the thing, right? This is what he shows Dolores as young William could have been the beginnings of this game that he has to play by himself, right? Like, maybe Ford was the one who created the game around this area that he was so excited to show Dolores. You know, it was an area just could for be. him. It was a game just for him, built just for him. 
I just didn't get the weapon part. Like, how is what is a weapon? We're trying to think of how that fits in, but we're it's, just gonna have to watch come on, to find dude. out. You got to play more RPGs. You know, there's gonna be a final boss, and you know, there's gonna be a BFG buried in there somewhere. So, see, I'm so like, there's there's so many questions still, and I just I I love the history of the park. It's so cool how William went there, and look what he became. You know, yeah. and how he just basically decided to live there. For, became more assertive. Yeah, exactly. And and one good thing they brought up on that podcast to listen to is like, man, when he's talking to his dad, like that's the first time you really see him have courage. When he's like, no, you're messing up. This is a big chance, you know. Yeah. And I was like, it was so cool to see, um, you know, how they how they were how they pitched the whole thing to William's creepy brother-in-law. Um, you know, with all the people in the room, and he's like, so which one's a host? And they're like, they're all a host, except for me. You know, but obviously she was a host, or she was a really Everybody was a host. Yeah, exactly. So it's really, I, I really like the, the, I just love everything. It's such a good right show. It's yeah. so excellent. I'm, yeah. I'm going to have to watch episodes one, two, and three again. And if somehow you've stuck with us through this whole rambling of nonsense on Westworld, we appreciate that very much because that was a lot of crazy talk right there. Um, hopefully oh, yeah. you guys were able to keep track of what was going on. But I, I, I want to give a lot of prompts to Jimmy Simpson, the guy who plays William. Uh, he, the only thing I ever really knew him from, he's always like that weasel character and everything. But he, when he's on Always Sunny, you know he's the you know part Always of the, sunny. the milk drinking family that <laughs> is such <laughs> such creeps. Um, I think he's crushing this show. I, I have been, I was really, I didn't, I wasn't really happy to see him in season one and I, I didn't feel like I was going to be engaged with his character, but I feel like he's my, every time he's on screen, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Cause I'm so intrigued with that storyline. You know, my mind changed about Jimmy Simpson on house of cards. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Because he was on house of cards. So yeah. when I saw him on Westworld, I was like, okay. Got some HBO and Netflix loving. I like it. Good, good, but good for you, Jimmy. I appreciate you, man. You, I know you're a big fan job, of the show, Jimmy. and you know, I know you, uh, you can't wait to leave us a five star review. And, and thank you to everybody out there who's been leaving five star reviews. Uh, we have quite a few of them now. You know, we were, we're, we got quite a few on our on our little break, which is awesome. Thank you all so much for whoever left those uh, five star reviews. We really do appreciate it. Um, if you want to hear more uh, from us, we will be back, I'm sure. But anything else you guys have before we uh, we call this quits for the evening? No, I gotta go to sleep. No, that's... <laughs> Agree. That's why I'm gonna cut it here. I'm, I'm we're done. Um, that's that's everything. Awesome. Well, I really do appreciate everybody for coming in, listening. Thank you for liking, commenting, subscribing wherever you get this episode or this show of Nerd Mosh Pit, whether it be on Stitcher, iTunes Podcast, Podcast.com um wherever we're at thank you all so much please remember to keep giving those five star reviews the likes the subscribes share with all your friends your family your enemies and hopefully you have a lot of t uh, fun just talking nonsense with us here on nerd mosh pit uh we really do appreciate it and if you want to join in any of those conversations uh hit us up at nerd mosh pit at gmail.com nerd mosh pit on twitter um you can follow nick where buddy raider 0314 on twitter and playstation network kenny one more time that's why I'll barefoot. Everybody knows where it's at, but I'm the Big Papa Matt. We really do appreciate y'all. Uh, follow me on Twitter. You can also follow us at malice-corp.com. Check us out and all of our other amazing podcasts as a part of the Malice Corp family of podcasts. We can't tell you how much we appreciate y'all. Have a great rest of the night and have fun. Anyang.
Bye. It's been fun. Don't come back. This was a triumph. I'm making a note here. Huge success. It's hard to overstate my satisfaction.